bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Homan Grognard here. Happy Saturday. Hope you're all doing well. It's getting near the end of the year, and I should probably do a... I'm, I'm going to be doing some New Year's resolutions on the show, but I'm going to save that until we get closer to New Year's. Maybe maybe the first January 1st or something like that. I don't know. But in the meantime, we can talk gaming. Yeah. That's the whole deal, isn't it? I've got I've been I've been rather sparse in games. I think Gage is gaming more than I am right now. Maybe because it's the holidays, you know, our games get canceled and things like that. But he's always got a Sunday game to fall back on and or things like that. That gets canceled once in a while. But like I said, he's got a regular game that he gets so I sort of vicariously just like watch him and listen, see what he's doing. Things like that. That's what happens when you're a grandpa. I guess, or a parent or something. Sometimes you got to live vicariously through your kids. You shouldn't do it too much. That's bad. But you know what I'm saying? I hear dice rolling and I'm happy. I wanted to talk about something about clues and pacing. And it has to do with when you're on the adventure. And something I've noticed in movies and TV shows that might come in handy. We'll talk about that after this. So, what I want to talk about is I've been watching a lot of old TV shows like M-Squad and Gangbusters and even some movies, too, where in the adventure, you're trying to stop somebody or catch somebody. The director always seems to, unless you're doing something like a first-person thing, like, say, well, watching a or reading a Philip Marlowe book or watching a movie like that where it's the first person where there's a narration and everything like that. And you see everything from the character that character's point of view. But even then you can do that. But usually when you're doing a third person narrative and books and stuff like that, the the, the author or the or the director or whoever will cut back and forth between one side and the other. Like say watching the Untouchables. Elliot Ness and the Untouchables are after this one mobster for whatever reason, usually prohibition related, but there's other they do other things, other crimes like that. And they're trying to shut down rackets and things. But it cut to what Elliot and the Untouchables were doing to what the bad guys are doing. And I noticed something interesting that while the good guys can do their own little trap planning, the bad guys... Sometimes it always seems like they're one step ahead of them, which is what makes it interesting. That's the story right there, trying to catch them. But it's, it's, I, I see the bad guy, okay, they're going to come here, we're going to go over there, that kind of thing. And then you cut back to the Untouchables, and it's like, well, they arrived there and, you know, they missed, you know, they, they missed it again, or things happen. And that's where the clues come in. Now, this is not, this is probably old news to most of you. This can be applied to fantasy, but you really do have to, as you're going along, even in a dungeon, you, you leave telltale things of what has happened. So if you're, you're trying to catch some monster or some vampire or some other kind of fiend NPC, and 
they have a way of predicting what you're going to do or even guess or if they're smart enough. You arrive and you find things that tells you they were there or something like that. All kinds of tells. Not even clues, just tells. Like a, uh, like a smoldering campfire. Okay, they were here because you found this, I don't know, this tin cup that looks like something they would carry. Okay, they were here. Or something like that. You can magically identify something. Maybe an aura in a fantasy game. Or because people, wherever they go, they're always going to leave something of themselves behind. And what I mean is they're always going to leave something they used behind, like a tin can or a cigarette butt or something like that. I mean, this is days before DNA and all that stuff, which makes it a whole lot easier. But at the same time, they're always going to leave something that tells you, hey, they were here. That's why that's why Sherlock Holmes stories are so popular because he could pick up on that stuff like crazy. He knows exactly where to look every time. He's made studies of it. According to the stories, he's made studies of it. He's written papers on it. And you really see the machinations he goes through because like uh, in The Dancing Men, they heard two shots, one louder than the other. And they found the bullets, one outside, one in the room. He says, well, what about the third bullet? He said, what third bullet? And he says, look up there in the, in the window frame. And he goes up there and he takes out this bullet. He says, what do you mean? Well, the reason they heard a louder shot and then a, a not so loud shot is because the louder shot was two guns fired at the same time. So there were three bullets. And he knew from that inference that he should be looking for a third bullet. And he found it. So, yes, everybody leaves something of some some kind of thing that they were here, some kind of tell they were here, and that's where the clues come in. Now, you know, just because I'm doing gangbusters and stuff doesn't mean you can't apply it to anything from sci-fi to, to fantasy to horror to, you know, na you name it, pulp. Pulp is good at that, too. And it just... That's how the clues happen. I mean, you have the clues of, like, say, the, whatever you're looking for, or a crime being committed, or whatever you're looking for. You have the clues there, but there's also those, I call what I think of as secondary clues. Oh, okay, we missed them by, like, five minutes. They were here. And you know that. You know, you, you go, somebody goes upstairs, and... You know, so I got to go upstairs for a minute. And they go upstairs and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. They never come down. Finally, you go up there, look, and you see the room empty with a window open. Climbed out through the window and left. Okay, that's, that's one of the easiest ones. So that's the kind of thing you've got to remember to set up if you... If you are plotting where the, what the other characters, the NPCs are doing, aside from... Aside, you know what they're doing, so you got to watch them. You got to watch the the player characters and see what they're doing, and adjust accordingly. Because if they, if the the if you know the bad guys are going to do this thing, and they're going to follow this course, now the good guys investigating may knock them a bit off course. So you got to adjust for that. But the point is, you you in your mind you go okay. The PCs are doing this. What do I have the NPCs do? Will they 
leave? Will they be there? Will they come up with another plan to be somewhere else or something like that? And you just got to think about, think about how your NPCs think and just go with it. But you do have those secondary clues there that will clue in a smart player character. It will clue them in on not exactly, maybe not exactly what happened, but give them a good idea where they're going or what they, they're looking for or say they were here. And so you, you just work from there. Anyway, you can have that. <laughs> so I'm going to go start my day. And, well, you know, if you want to talk to me about this or anything, oldmangrogner at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you two can help out with this program, and I would appreciate it. And thank you, Jonathan Dorgia, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Marcy Walring, Gilbert Soros, Juan Carlos Luella, Daniel Reynolds, and Dan Craig for supporting, have, getting their, your support I appreciate it. Dan Craig's podcast is the Jung Grognard podcast, Y-U-N-G Grognard. And Mark C. Walring's podcast over here at Anchor is the Yawning Owlbear. So listen to those too. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.